0: Just head over to brighthire.com to get started. That's brighthire.com to get started. Cheeseman out. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese Podcast is taking it to a whole other level. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? Ask your mother about us. It's the Chad and Cheese Podcast. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Joel <laughs> Cheeseman. Joined, as always. Don't ask her. The peg to my owl, Chad Sowash. And today on Firing Squad, we are happy to welcome on Throind... Thank you so much. Oh, And also lead singer of Wilco. I actually made that lead singer <laughs> part up. I, I do look like him, though, a bit. Uh, <laughs> you have facial hair. That's about the extent <laughs> of how much you look like. On, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Give us a, a little Twitter
1: bio about you. You you as On, not the company. We'll get into that stuff. Give us a little little love for the listeners. Tell a little bit about you. Love sure. for the listeners. Love for the Jesus. listeners. Yeah, what is- <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's oh it's my? about here on the Chad G Careless Podcast. Whisper, wow. wow. <laughs> That's a sexy sax. That escalated. Amazing. Pretty. Did you ever see the video to that? It's all ropes. I don't get it. It's like ropes hanging from the ceiling and he walks, I don't know. I remember the yacht. There's a yacht, the yacht, but then yeah, it turns I into ropes yacht. Um, with knots on them, I think. I don't remember it anymore. Anyway... Ooh. Apart from being a careless whisper admirer and huge mm-hmm. fan, my name is An, Born and raised in Israel, I've spent most of my career managing software teams. Um, so, was VP of Engineering at Handy and at
1: WeWork. Uh, Wait a minute, WeWork. Yeah, you spent how much time at WeWork? That's the question. And 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 d- did you did you have easy access to Adam? Because everybody wants access to Adam. <laughs> everybody does. That's
2: true. So I was at WeWork for six years. Working right next to his office, uh, got to spend time with him. It, it's a unique experience. He's definitely. Did you the,
1: meditate together? I we, mean, we didn't was...
2: meditate together, but no. Okay. Um, he's the most charismatic person I've ever met. Did you wear shoes while while we work? Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes.
1: Sometimes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, more more about you beyond beyond WeWork. You have uh, family, kids. What, yeah, we take um, long walks on the beach. What 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 else?
2: Well, not on the beach, but long walks are okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do have a wife. She's an immunologist, um, a profession that no one cared about up until three years ago, and now everyone yes. uh, is excited to
0: hear what she has to say, which is great. <laughs> she, she's been vindicated. That'll be that'll be handy when this startup thing doesn't work out. You know? <laughs> At least our immune
2: system will work. And uh, I have three kids. And in my spare time, um, I like to play music. I'm a drummer, uh, not for Wilco the band. And I also love tinkering with uh, home automation, which Ooh. is just super cool.
0: What does that mean? Home what does automation. Home automation. Like your, mean? your oven cooks spaghetti by itself. What does that mean? <laughs> does an oven cook spaghetti ever? You yeah, I not I cook by a itself. lot As you can tell, I <laughs> the guess the stand. stove.
1: Uh, (laughs) Unbaked, twice baked spaghetti. Well,
2: the the, the stove isn't automatic. It doesn't automatically do spaghetti, but uh, a lot of things are automated from the blinds and the windows, lights, uh, AC.
0: Okay. Is it true that everyone in Israel
2: does military service? Um, it, It is true that everyone is mandated to do military service, but then actual numbers might not be... Uh, as high as, as you can
1: use. <laughs> So much like in the. US if if a draft comes on then you can and you're rich you can pretty much pay your way out
2: of it. No it, it doesn't really work that way. It's not about oh, um, not about it's not about okay. socioeconomical status but it's complicated. let's not let's not go into Israeli politics. Okay we can, okay,
1: so we can do that for
0: hours. Let's tell him tell him what he's won today, Chad. Oh, Welcome to
1: the firing squad on. Here's how firing squad is going to play out. At the sound of the bell, you're going to have two minutes to pitch Wilco. At the end of two minutes, we're going to hit you up with about 20 minutes of Q&A. Be sure to be concise with your answers or you're going to hear the crickets. That's just a sign to tighten your game up. At the end of Q&A, you're going to receive one of these three from both of us. A big applause. Welcome to the big time. Pop some champagne and prepare yourself for a golden shower. Wait, wait a minute. No, no, my bad. That was supposed to be showered showered with gold. Yes. Oh, big difference. Showered with gold. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, golf clap. You don't have time for a shower. You're on the right track, but there's still way too much to be done. And last but not least... The Firing Squad. No amount of soap and water will make this stinker smell good. Wrap it up and start something new. Are you ready for Firing Squad? Born ready. Excellent.
0: All right, you are on, on, in three, two. So, Wilco is kind of like a
2: flight simulator, but for software engineers instead of for pilots or for software instead of aviation, engineers don't really have a good way to gain experience. They do it on the job, which is slow, error-prone, and doesn't provide equal opportunity. With Wilco, you join a fantasy company. That company has a production-like system with logging, monitoring, analytics, load balancing, a real data set, but more importantly, colleagues, team leads, support people, DevOps, et cetera, et cetera. And on top of that, you go on what we call quests. And a quest could be, we have a performance problem in production. Please figure out what happened, what's the root cause, what's the extent of the damage fix it, and communicate it to stakeholders. And the focus is on all the skills, both soft and hard, that go beyond coding that you really only pick up on the job. If you want to learn more, you can always visit us at trywillco.com and sign up for free and try it out.
0: Super tight, super tight. Left some time on the clock, but that's OK, On. We'll get to the questions and get to the Let's do real stuff here. All right. The name, Wilco, did you know it was a popular alternative band from Chicago? When you named the company, was it a consideration? Talk about the name, how you came up with it. Roger Wilco, for those who don't know, is sort of ex- expressing compliance or agreement, yep. usually in radio correspondence. Was that part of the name? Like, talk about it. Yeah, so Roger Wilco was definitely part of the name, indirectly. Um, it, it, by the way, it's
2: also part of the reason for the name of the, of the band, but that's unrelated. So Roger Wilco, which stands for I received your command and I will comply and and execute it, uh, is very commonly used by pilots. Uh, As I said earlier, we're kind of like a flight simulator, just for a different domain. It was also the name of the protagonist for a series of video games Ah, from the 80s called Space Quest. There it is. Getting Ah, into the 8-bit video games. There it is. Now, for the video game, it was actually a pun, right? That was the, the reason behind the name. We liked it so much. We love the, you know, 80s style video games, especially quests. And we call the simulations on our platform quests. So aviation,
0: quests, putting those two together, welcome. So the 8-bit branding was not some fancy agency in uh, Tel Aviv or somewhere in Europe. This was homegrown (laughs) from your love of 80s video games. Yeah, the
2: first logo was designed by one of my co-founders, (laughs) <laughs> uh, and then the designers came in and said, oh, actually this is one pixel off and we need to change that. And uh, that gradient needs to be a bit tighter. Uh, but it was completely homegrown.
0: Okay. Okay. As much as I'd love to ask about Adam Newman or his wife or the, the summer camp parties, if you haven't seen it, check out Hulu for the drama. I'm going to ask about your experience at WeWork. And what it was about what you did there that sort of uh, stimulated the idea for Wilco? What did you bring from WeWork to to Wilco? How build me a bridge to the current business as to your experience from WeWork? Sure. So
2: at WeWork, I was I I, I was there for six years, like I said, and and went through several roles. But started as VP of Engineering, managed uh, a, a team of software engineers. You can ask me, why does WeWork even need software engineers? We can spend an hour on that, but I don't want to get the crickets. (laughs) So we did have an engineering team. Take that as a given. Um, And both at WeWork and at Handy and other places I've been to, I realized that those engineers don't really have a good way to practice. And there are so many resources for them if they want to learn, but nothing if they want to practice. And someone gave me a great analogy, a, a good friend. He said, if you want to know the state of the art in medicine, you're going to go to someone who just graduated mid-school. But if you want someone to operate on your shoulder, you're going to go to a surgeon with 15 years of experience. And that surgeon might know less than the recent grad, and maybe they even forgot some of the things that they knew, and they might not be as up-to-date but you know that they're gonna do a great job on your shoulder and if something goes wrong, they've been there, done that, they know what to do. And there's so many other skills that they've picked up throughout the years. Same goes for software. We want seasoned engineers who've been through a lot and their battle scars kind of taught them everything they know, but everything that we see outside is so focused on helping them learn how to write code, which is just one skill out of many, and pretty soon might not be a relevant skill anymore, anyway, given you know things like chat GPT and, and copilot. So looking around me, I just thought, how do I give these people more experience? Whether they're you know brand new, whether they've been doing this for 10 years, 15, 20, whatever. I want to take the level they're at and give them the ability to practice and become even more experienced.
1: So do developers embrace the the whole eight-bit OG of gaming is that one of the reasons why? I mean, is this kind of like something that the entire community just just loves? What's old is new again, Chad. Well, there used to be
2: a saying: "Is the Pope Polish?" But he's no no longer Polish. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, developers do love it, um, <laughs> and you know, a lot of the developers around us, the, the more seasoned ones, have grown up on eighties video games, and they like it. Um, Some of them have grown up when retro was a thing, Mm -hmm. um, and they like it for that reason too. Uh, Overall, we think the the 8-bit theme really conveys a lot of what we stand for um, and really conveys the fun aspect of our platform. Because when you're on Wilco, it's not just about picking up
1: skills. You're actually having fun in the process. So there's a reason we like games. Well, then, talk about that. How are you attracting developers or want to be developers to Wilco?
2: Various ways. Some of it is um, through influencers, uh, people who have a large following and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and work with us uh, to promote Wilco. Some of it is through our quest partners. We have companies that appeal to developers and have developed quests on our platform so that third party developers can gain hands-on experience with our product. So you know, CI, Docker, New Relic, Armory, and, and many, many more, Mixpanel, um, have either built Quests or are currently building Quests on top of our platform. And they bring in their users to experience that as well.
0: Are you paying influencers or are they are organically talking about the company? Um, most of it is organic. Um, sometimes we would pay when there's a lot of
2: effort done by them. So if they're producing like a video... Uh, that's very specific to Wilco and you know, investing a lot of their time and effort into it, then we'd want to compensate them. But in mm-hmm. many cases, like we've had influencers that just picked up Wilco, started playing and, and streamed the whole thing. Uh, okay. without us even knowing about it.
1: Talk about go-to-market. Who are you trying to actually target? Obviously, you want developers to be able to come in. You're starting to do that through partnerships. But how are you actually going to monetize or how have you been monetizing? And tell us a little bit about how how it's been going since the, the, the last round of funding, a little over, what, nine or eight Seven months ago? Million. Yeah.
2: Since the uh, funding announcement, but yeah. Oh, okay. um, so um, we uh, we monetize and will monetize through companies that buy Wilco for their teams. Um, so if you have an engineering team, and, and that's kind of how you know, Wilco was um, was conceived in, in, my, in my mind. I also have two co-founders who both had similar ideas and eventually it's the synthesis of all three that made Wilco what it is. But for me, it all started with the need to upscale my team. Uh, and therefore it makes perfect sense for me to, to sell this to teams. And engineering teams actually um, put a lot of time and effort into things like postmortems. Um, something happens, they create a document, uh, spend a lot of time um, you know, gathering the lessons from whatever happened. Uh, and then the document, you know what happens with it the next day? Buried. It, yeah, it goes into the archive. Yeah. Um, no one ever reads it, even though it's actually really good in, in many cases. What mm. if instead they built a quest a quest mortem, if you will, um, and allow people to relive the experience again and again. And because it's fun, people actually want to do this. You do this enough times, the organizational history of your team exists in the form of Wilco Quests. And that means someone who joins the team, no problem. Here are the seven quests that you need to go through to get up to speed. You switch from one area of the product to another. Here are the five... Um, things that represent the delta between what you know and what you should know. You join the on-call rotation. Here are the three most common scenarios you'll encounter while being on-call, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Okay, so are you developing just a a quest machine that companies can come in They can develop quests or are you also going to be developing a community slash pool of candidates for uh, companies to be able to come in and, and actually get qualified candidates Uh, who have been vetted through through Wilco.
2: So we, we mainly focus on the former, but the latter is kind of a side effect of that. We don't we don't have like a talent marketplace or anything like that. But we do have several stories of people who found jobs through Wilco and not not through Wilco, but by playing Wilco and and they were able to elevate their skills and then get either better jobs or in one case, even the first ever job as a software engineer. We then give those developers the ability to brag through their portfolio page where they can show the quests they've played, the quests they've built, the code that they've written as part of those quests, the achievements that they've unlocked. Um, And that bragging page can help them get their next job but also help employers find the right talent. Now, you can also take this a step further and have companies build quests that represent a typical workday. You know, mm-hmm. this is how cool it is f- to work for us. Check this out. And by the way, when you're done, send us the output and let's see if you're a good fit.
0: So your your Wilco profile is almost a passport that you can then take to any organization that you're working with to create quests, learn from quests, et cetera. So if, if I go from one company to another, my team will know that I did stuff for another company and they could be like, hey, who else from company A might we want to bring over? Like, is that sort of a slick way to use this as a recruiting tool, but not necessarily something you're trying to do? And we're
2: not trying to help people poach. And, and what you play within a given company is a private context that doesn't mm. really extend out of it. I mean, your score and your achievements will, but the actual quests that you've played within a given company are private. Okay. Uh, but people can also play our public catalog whether they're employed or whether they're just doing it
0: on their own as individuals. So you're not looking to monetize that aspect of it yet or at all. It's more of an upskilling tool, it sounds like to me. Like if you were going to sell this to recruiters or employers, it would be we're an upskilling platform. That's what I'm trying to ask if
1: the roadmap actually has monetization for the prospect of of actually targeting qualified candidates.
2: So upskilling and internal certification um, knowledge sharing. These are our fortes. Um, talent acquisition
0: is an interesting use case, but not one that we're investing a lot into right now. Gotcha. I want to go back a little bit to your recent grad and 15 year experience surgeon. Um, I'm not real smart, so maybe I need a little bit help, help with that. Who, who uses this? Like who's the target audience for this product? Is it the newbies? Is it the experience to help teach the newbies? Is this an enterprise tool? Is this startups using the service? Are you global? Are you specific to to English, uh, a certain set of languages? Talk about who this is for. Yeah. So
2: our vision is for this to be for everyone, regardless of your background, regardless of your skill level. As an engineer, you always want to gain more practice than what you currently have or more experience than what you currently have. Um, And, you know, I gave you the flight simulator analogy earlier. Even if you have 20 years of experience and you're logging a crazy amount of flight hours, you still need to go through the simulator because a regular flight is not going to prepare you to land on the Hudson, for example. Um, And same goes for software engineering. So we want this to be available to all skill levels. And we want this to be available to all stacks. Currently, um, if you build a quest, you can build it on any stack that you want if you're looking at the quests that we've built they're available in some of the most common platforms out there but not all of them um, for example we don't do golang just yet um, we hope to in the future but you can always bring you
0: know build your own quest and do it in golang what's up guys I got a question for you what happens when you bring the power of AI to programmatic advertising. Well, game-changing efficiency, of course. What does that mean to you? Improved conversion rates, reduced cost per application, and ultimately the one metric that we all know truly matters, reduced cost per hire. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, great news. This technology already exists. Introducing HireMaster.AI HireMaster.AI is a data-driven model that analyzes a wide range of data sources. It considers factors such as candidate demographics, job type, industry, and historical performance data. It continuously monitors and optimizes your job advertising campaigns to adapt to changing market conditions and maximum results. HireMaster AI empowers recruiting teams to work more efficiently and effectively by automating certain tasks and providing valuable data-driven insights. Why not give it a shot today? Learn more and start your trial by visiting hiremaster.ai now. That's h-i-r-e-m-a-s-t-e-r.ai. Are you global? We are global. Um, We're not localized yet though, so
2: the product is in English. Um, which, at least for software engineers, is, is a very commonly spoken and understood language. Um, we do
0: want to support other languages as well. It's going to take some time. Okay. And then enterprise startups, like who, what's sort of your sweet spot of who uses Wilco?
2: Um, sweet spot would be a traditional company with a large engineering team okay. uh, for now. Uh, but we think it appeals to basically any engineering team of, let's say, 50 are above once you actually want to start preserving the knowledge
0: within the team and investing in professional development of okay. your engineers. The the 7 million you you've raised, how did you spend it or what are you planning on spending it on? And when's your next round?
2: Um, private jets and and drugs, of course. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> you, love, it.
1: you learned a lot from Adam. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, other than the private jets and, and, and drugs, whatever was left of it, um, no, uh, just kidding. We uh, we really built an amazing team, um, both on the software engineering side, on the design side. I think it really shows. Um, on the marketing side, uh, we have an amazing team. I'm, I can honestly say this is the best team I've I've ever been part of, um, and that has been where most of our uh, funds are flowing um, to. Um, like you said earlier, we didn't have a branding agency or anything like that. Everything was done in-house.
0: Anyone in marketing? Because your last Instagram post was in August. Um, apparently, Twitter works better for us. So if you go
2: okay. on Twitter, you'll see that we're actually very active.
1: Yeah. Well, in, in the in the social communities, what's the is it going to GitHub? I mean, where are you guys actually saying? Because again, I can see where. Instagram or some of the other social media platforms might not be the developer platform. Which which ones do you guys go to? Have you integrated with them? Are you partnering with them?
2: So Twitter is very popular with developers. Um, if we're talking about like, you know, true social media and not a developer mm-hmm. platform. Uh, but then if you want to target developers specifically, you have all sorts of communities like Daily Dev and and, and those types. Uh, there are a lot of Discord communities out there for developers that uh, we're a part of. We have our own Discord community um, for, for Wilco people. Um, and, and then, you know, all of the usual suspects for platforms, but in many of these platforms, it's mostly about being active and, and genuinely producing good content. It's not as if we're putting any ads on Stack Overflow or anything like that.
1: L&D is generally an HR, kind of like under HR's umbrella. Who is your buyer? Who are you actually going to and who's who's putting their signature on the bottom line for you guys?
2: What you see very often in engineering teams is that there's an HR budget for Mm L&D, but it's at the discretion of the engineering team. So under the books, it's written as part of HR. Uh, okay. But the VP of engineering is um, is able to make that decision. In many cases, they'll want the L and D team involved or uh, part of the picture. But the the actual decision is made by the VP of engineering.
1: Okay, let's 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 talk about partnerships real quick with regard to. Uh, being able to obviously grow the community, what do you have in place from growing the community to also monetization partnerships that you have in place? Do you have both of them rolling or or just working on one mainly? From a partnership perspective, we're mostly focused on
2: uh, growing the community, creating good content on our platform. Um, In the future, it is something that we plan on monetizing, specifically when our partners monetize themselves. So, mm-hmm. if they want to run their certification program on top of Wilco, instead of doing a multiple multiple choice test kind of uh, um,
1: certification program, mm-hmm. then
2: we'll happily charge them for it.
1: So, how big is the community, and in and within the community, what's the the average amount of quests that uh, a profile might have gone through?
2: Yeah, so we've had um, we've had close to twenty thousand people um, on Wilco already. Um, they're super engaged, most of them are, uh, not all of them. Uh, a lot of them are very engaged. Uh, we see people come back again and again. Um, we see people um, play about a quest and a half per month um, after they finish the, uh, the initial kind of onboarding into the product. Um, so um, yeah, those in general are our numbers.
0: So on the surface, you know, I wanted to throw you into the GitHub, HackerRank, Turing sort of platform. Yep. In talking to you and getting some education, it sounds like they are not competitors. Correct. Would you put someone in your competitive universe or you consider yourself a standalone in terms of what you do?
2: So we're definitely not standalone, standalone, but we are taking a unique approach to this domain compared to um, everyone who came in prior to us. So On the one hand, you can pay a company like, let's say, ThoughtWorks or Pivotal Labs to come and do a workshop. And they'll come in for a week. Um, You'll pay them probably like 100 grand or sometimes even more. And you know, to train a handful and maybe a dozen of developers. Mm -hmm. It's very expensive. It doesn't scale. On the other hand, you have Plural sites or Coursera or all of these and they're very scalable and at a reasonable price point, but they focus on the theory um, of you know, the learning part and not the skills and hands-on experience part. Right. What we're trying to do is bring you the value of a ThoughtWorks
0: workshop, but at the scalability and price point of Pluralsight. You mentioned uh, ChatGPT. Is, is that a threat to your business that people can just run queries around code and get information? If not a threat, what are some threats to the business?
2: So ChatGPT is, is quite the contrary. We think it's, it's a great driver for us. One of the main hypotheses we have at Wilco is that code writing is just one skill out of many. Uh, and all the focus unjustifiably goes solely into it. Um, what ChatGPT does is basically take that the importance of that skill away. People are letting AI write their code, but they still need to architect the systems. They still need to communicate with their peers. They still need to understand how to maintain the production system. Um, they need to be able to design components or redesign components, uh, understand security and performance implications. Um, learn how to build a system in a way that's well articulated or could be well communicated to, um, to other people on the team. So if anything, ChatGPT really makes our business better. Uh, it makes it clear that to become a better developer, you don't have to know how to write better code. You have to pick up other skills that are important for your job.
0: Chad, this sounds really fucking expensive. It could be. Yeah, on on tell us about pricing. What can I expect to pay? Is it per team member? Price this out for us. Sure. So um, a regular seat would cost you six hundred dollars a year.
2: Um, for you know, basically any software engineer uh, could uh, could get that for six hundred dollars a year. Um, if you factor in what engineers go through in a single year, that's actually not a lot. So. You know, $600 is probably a third of a percent of their salary, um, yet you can onboard them more efficiently. You can make sure that when they join the on-call rotation, they're ready and, and thus are able to field uh, problems better. You can onboard them into new tech, maybe you're transitioning from one vendor to another or from one uh, language to another. Um, so you're getting quite a lot for your buck.
1: Are you currently working with any human capital management platforms or learning and development platforms, the L&D platforms for integration and then also partnership to prospectively uh, get into their uh, their huge portfolios?
2: Yeah, we are working with a few of them to A, get integrated and, and B get into their marketplace. Some of those HR platforms have all sorts of marketplaces that you can pick up mm-hmm. um, HR tools through them. Or um, you know, maybe if uh, an HR tool recommends investing in upscaling, we could be one of the vendors that they would recommend uh, picking up. Um, we don't have um, any integration ready at the moment, but it is something that we're working on behind the scenes.
0: Oh, that's the bell that's it means that it's time to face the firing squad there were no crickets at all i'm that efficient (laughs) you've got that going for you my friend you've got that going for you so i'm going to go ahead and go first on uh reviewing this company uh we did a buy or sell on wilco when uh you guys got your seven million dollars i believe in summer of 2022 for reference i was a buy chad was a sell let's see if six months later our views of the company have changed. Well, number one, love the branding. I loved it then. We're kids of the 70s, 80s, Chad and I, so we love uh, the branding, but then the the reference to The 80s video games uh, is great. It doesn't have anything to do with your service, but I just love the branding. There's (laughs) there's so many boring-ass websites in our business. It's nice to see someone that sort of goes uh, zaggy when everyone else is zigging. In terms of the, the product itself, I think having a knowledge base, whether it's for your product, customer service, et cetera, is fantastic for businesses. I think this is essentially a knowledge base for a team of engineers at a company, something that new people can go in. And, and look at old archives and projects or quests, as you call them. I think it's really unique in what you guys do. I think there's a lot of opportunity. I think Chad touched on it with the recruiting side or how do you access talent, the gig side of things. How do you integrate gig workers to come together, I think would be something interesting that you can do as, as that is is growing Uh, leaps and bounds. I think the global opportunity for this uh, is incredible as technology continues to grow and more and more companies around the world need uh, engineers and need engineers that know what the hell they're doing. The kicker for me was in the green room and our listeners don't get to hear the green room, but Chad asked on if Adam Newman's new venture asked him to come work for him would he take the gig? And Ann's answer was because of Wilco and, and my energy around that. I would not accept uh, the new position with Adam Newman's new company. <laughs> and so many times, Chad and I see people that come out of outside of the industry, and it, they're kind of a tourist. They're kind of like, "Hey, I'm really smart. I'm gonna I'm gonna solve all the problems of recruiting." And then they're gone, you know, uh, 24 months later. So the commitment there on, on your side on, is, I think, is, is really um, commendable. And for those reasons and many more that I talked about in Buy or Sell, check it out at chadcheese.com if you want to hear what I said then, is echoed now. Awesome. Wilco, in addition to being a great alternative band, a great startup
2: <laughs> that everyone should check uh, out. I guess that's a form of retention, right? Sure. I, I retained you as a, as a loyal believer. You've got Chad to face now, though. So. Let's see. Get I on. mean, worst case, he doesn't like us again. I mean, that's like...
1: <laughs> I said we would come back in six months and and I, I would see where you guys are at now we've got a deeper deeper dive into this I think it's awesome there's there's no question it it speaks to my heart with the 8-bit website I mean j- just in itself when i when I landed on it I just automatically I mean even even eight nine ten months ago I just loved it still love it I think it's amazing I think Joel's talking about you're not being a tourist in this space because you're playing on the fringes you're not really you're not town acquisition uh you're not really deep into the into the HR side. You're really focusing on the, the engineering teams and being able to to try to get uh penetration and usage from those teams and then seeping into LD and and, and HR. But LND is a huge moneymaker for this space. Being able to have integrations being able to build into some of these bigger systems is to me a a recipe for Acquisition, exit, and obviously, you know, more time where you would be able to get uh, on on the beaches, walking on the beaches with the (laughs) kids, barefoot. Um, Yes, and most L and D systems are relics. I mean, and they and they don't focus on a lot of the, the the new tech quests, those types of things. So, I think you would definitely, there's no question, breathe a breath of fresh air in the the hardest part here is timing for you guys for any startup. It's timing. And right now, companies are shedding developers left and right, you know? So I think it, it might be good from the standpoint of being able to pull new individuals into the community, um, but maybe not because they're looking for a new gig and or they're transitioning and they just don't have time. End but the but then,
2: by the way, if if you're, you know, like I you said, shedding developers left and right, you really want to make sure you're making the most out of whoever is left at the company. It's my turn <laughs> Zip it on. Zip it. I just wanted the crickets. (laughs) I think
1: at the end of the day, you guys have an amazing product. Uh, There's going to have to be some hyper-focus. And not to mention also, I think, trying to get at least some advisors or or some people on staff that are really focused and really entrenched in this market. Because I think this could actually really catch like wildfire but you need to have that type of go-to-market and those types of of relationships to be able to get there so i am not a firing squad i am not a big applause i am a golf clap because i think you're on the right road but it's not time for the shower kiddos it's time to do the hard work and focus on the go-to-market so there you have it
0: all right i survived the firing squad Chad was yeah. swayed a little bit there. On I think I think you're uh, you're on track, man. How do you feel? I, I feel good.
2: It didn't hurt, um, <laughs> and so I survived. Hurt. Like, what, what more can I ask for? Like, that, that's like the startup mantra: just survive, and everything will be okay eventually. Um, no, just kidding. This was fun. Thanks so much for giving me this stage and not digging too deep
0: into into the WeWork story. So, so
1: many, <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that after we a, a separate know, episode. Stop recording. Now record. <laughs> so, many,
0: so many walks on the beach, Chad another <laughs> one is in the books. We out. We out. This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Cheese podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.c-h-a-d-c-h-e-e-s-e.com.